Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 15. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing the Charlie Gard case and how it relates to parental rights. You can find the show notes for this episode at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash 15. Okay, so like I mentioned, I'm going to be talking about the Charlie Gard case. Now, who is Charlie Gard? He is the uh, baby over in the UK who has a uh, genetic condition, and he's in the hospital, and the most likely scenario is that he will die. This is a very rare genetic condition. He has only, I think, 16 people in the whole world are known to have it. And so, basically, uh, he was diagnosed with this condition, and the parents of Charlie Gard, they wanted to try an experimental treatment that's in the United States. However, the hospital said, no, we're not going to allow that, and we're basically, we want him just to die with dignity here in the hospital. We'll give him uh, care in order to make sure he's comfortable and, 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 and such, but he should not be allowed to go for this treatment. Now, obviously, the, the parents disagreed, and so they appealed, and they appealed to um, the Family Division of Britain's High Court in London. <clears throat> and the High Court came back and said that, no, the parents can't take Charlie to the United States for this treatment, this experimental treatment. They basically said that the, it's in Charlie's best interest if the hospital withdraws all treatment, uh, save for enough care that allows him to die with dignity. Now, what's interesting about this is a few things. Number one, there is no question of funding here. There's no question of the of Charlie Gard's parents asking for the state to pay for this. They had set up a GoFundMe page and they had raised, I think, over a million and a half dollars in order to fund this. So this isn't a case of taxpayers footing the, footing the bill and therefore the state has an interest to uh, prevent that. This is simply a case of the parents want the, the child to receive this treatment and the, and the hospital says, no, there's no chance that the child can be saved and therefore he shouldn't be allowed to go over the United States. Now, there's been some confusion, I've noticed, in the controversy surrounding this, among Catholics at least. Some think that there's nothing wrong with this because there's no requirement for the parents to go to the United States for this experimental treatment because this is true, would be truly extraordinary treatment. And that's true in, as far as it goes. There is no obligation for the parents to try to get this treatment in the United States. That is truly extraordinary care. Only ordinary care is necessary uh, in a situation like this. In other words, food and water, things that ordinarily need to survive. You couldn't withdraw food and water from Charlie. That would be immoral. But it's not immoral to decide, okay, we're going to keep feeding him and giving him water, but we're going to allow him to die. That's, that's fine if, if a parents decide they want to do that. However, just because there's no obligation to pursue extraordinary treatment doesn't mean there's a prohibition to pursue that treatment. So if the parents want to, they're allowed to do so. And honestly, as a parent myself, I don't see how any loving parent wouldn't want to try to do everything they can to save their child. I mean, here's a child who's 10 months old, and he is very likely to die, and there is some hope, even if it's a tiny, tiny percent Maybe it's 1% chance. Maybe it's less than 1% chance. But there's a chance that he could be saved. What parent wouldn't want to do this? And again, they're not asking 
the, the state to pay for it. They raise the money themselves. And so really the question here comes down to parental rights. And this is where initially about a week or two ago, the Vatican's Pontifical um, Society of, for Life, they came out with a statement that completely confused the issue because all they focused on was that the parents didn't have to get this treatment for their child, that a, a, there's no requirement for a child, for anybody in this situation to get extraordinary treatment. But they really dropped the ball, and they caused more confusion than anything because they completely ignored the, more, the important principle that's at play here, which is the right of a parent to make decisions for their child, a 10-month-old child in this case. The parent has the paramount right over the state, over the judge, over anybody else. And the Vatican statement completely dropped the ball in this. Now, this is a this idea of parental rights, it's very fundamental to church teaching. For example, when the church talks about uh, the religious education of children, they always say that the parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children. And they are the ones who are obligated to take care of the children, to raise them well, and to teach them in the faith. When they send a child to a Catholic school, for example, what they're really doing is they are just allowing that Catholic school to help them in educating the child. But it's first and foremost their primary responsibility. Likewise, the parents always have the, the, the first responsibility to take care of their children and make decisions for their child over the state. We do not believe in a situation in which the state should have that right to take care of a child, to make decisions for the child. And, of course, the first thing that's brought when you say this is people say, oh, what about abuse situations where parents abuse their children? First of all, it's a very rare case. But if you think there's a relationship between an abuse of parents and the parents of Charlie Gard, you've basically said the state has every right and absolute right to your children. Because if you think that parents who are trying to save their child's life are somehow comparable to parents who abuse their children, then you've basically said that the parents have no rights whatsoever over their own children. And so that, the, the, the truth is here that the parents have this right to care for their child, to save their child. And the church's teaching is very clear on this, that the parents should have the right over the state. This is simply a case of where experts, quote unquote experts, like doctors and judges decide they know what's best and they don't care what some dumb hick parents have to say about it. They're going to do what they think is best, but they don't have that right. Now, fortunately, after the uh, Pontifical Academy for Life came out with that, that confusing, awful statement, Pope Francis did come out later and say that he was basically supportive. It was kind of an ambiguous statement, frankly, but he basically came out in support of the parents. And then that led Donald Trump to come out and say that he also supported the parents and the United States could, would do anything it could to help them. And so that's put a lot of pressure on it. But they haven't backed down. The, the, the doctors and the judges haven't backed down. In fact, the Vatican Hospital even said they'll take in Charlie Gard and care for him. And the hospital in the U.K. refused this. And so what we really have here is a terrible case of government overreach. And if we don't see the implications of this, we're just blinding ourselves. If the state has the ability to make such life and death decisions about a child, they have the right basically to parent your children. And so as a parent, this should be, a, this should be very chilling to think that an organization 
some nameless or faceless bureaucrats can make decisions about the well-being of your child. Because if they can decide whether or not your child will live or die or will get treatment to try to live, then they can also make decisions about your child's education, which in many ways they already are in the public school systems. They can make decisions about uh, how you have to parent them. I mean, I know in the, in the Canada there's talk about that if a parent doesn't uh, train their kids in the, in the transgender ideology, then they could potentially have their kids taken away from them. And so really what happens is the state starts to control every aspect of the lives of your children. And that's the, that's the hallmark of a totalitarian state, is that they want the children to be formed in the image of the state so that they'll be good, productive citizens of the state. They don't want parents to be able to teach their kids to do things differently than they think is best. And so in this Charlie Gard case, we have a situation of a really a, a totalitarian state in the UK determining what is best for children instead of the parents. And so we should do everything as Catholics, as, as just any concerned citizens, we should do everything we can to protest this and to be against this because the next step will simply be, okay, we're going to now take your kids away because we don't feel like you're parenting them okay. And what parent would want that to happen? And so as Catholics, again, as the church, as just citizens, we should always, always be on the defense of parental rights because we know how quickly that will go down the slippery slope in which the state will be basically the guardians of every child in, in, the, in the state. And so let's um, resist that and let's work against that. And let's also say prayers for Charlie Gard and his family. And, you know, thanks to Pope Francis and thanks to uh, Donald Trump for doing everything they can to stop this tragedy. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.